In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. Matthew 10.34 Jesus has not come to bring peace, but a sword. It's a shocking statement, but it actually doesn't quite capture all of it. Jesus did not just come to bring a sword. The Greek word here for bring is balain, to cast, to hurl, to throw. On July 23rd, baseball will return, finally. And when that pitcher steps onto that mound and throws that first pitch of the season, he's not simply bringing the ball to the catcher's mitt like a little boy or girl would do when they pick up a ball off the ground and bring it to their parents so that they can toss it again to them. No, the pitcher will balane, cast, hurl, throw it with everything they've got. That's more like it. Jesus has not come to hurl peace to the earth, but to throw with everything he's got a sword. Jesus is hurling swords at the earth, a shocking statement by our Lord indeed. So what does he mean? Well, remember the context here. What Jesus says just before this is that you should not fear. Even the hairs of your head are numbered. God will watch over you. He will provide. He will take care of you. So don't fear the one who can kill the body but cannot kill the soul, but rather fear the one who can destroy both body and soul in hell. You're of more value than many sparrows. Don't be afraid, Jesus says. I'll watch over you, but this is how life is going to look like as one of my disciples in this world. There is going to be real opposition on this earth, you know. Because Jesus will throw swords. His word, it's living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword. Piercing to the division of soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart, no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him to whom we must give an account. Hebrews 4, 12 through 13. Jesus throws the first pitch. His word cuts through and leaves the intentions of your heart exposed. And not only does his word hurl swords at you, but it casts judgment upon the entire earth. Do not think that I have come to cast peace to the earth. I have not come to cast peace, but a sword. These words from Jesus, they remind us of how the most dangerous candidates for idolatry are often the Lord's most precious gifts to us. Jesus throws himself right into your most intimate relationships with other people. Your family, your children, your parents the building block of society and the foundation of civilization. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves their son or their daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Strike two. Jesus holds the sword, and it will cut through the things that you love the most 
exposing your heart and your true intentions. He will not allow any other God or parts of his creation or the gifts that he has so freely given to you to become more important than he. Nothing is allowed to rise to his level. It is clear-cut, a decisive judgment with no wiggle room. Jesus is God, and you cannot have other things in that spot. Even the most intimate parts of your family shall not be loved more than him. Then I turned to see the voice that was speaking to me, and on turning I saw seven golden lampstands, and in the midst of the lampstands one like a son of man, clothed with a long robe and with a golden sash around his chest. The hairs of his head were white like wool, as white as snow. His eyes were like a flame of fire, his feet were like burnished bronze, refined in a furnace, and his voice was like the roar of many waters. In his right hand he held seven stars, and from his mouth came a sharp, two-edged sword. And his face was like the sun, shining in full strength. Strike three. We're all out. Caught in the midst of our chaotic times, where the swords of Christ are beginning to be hurled down upon us at alarming rates, leaving the whole earth in chaos and without peace, and leaving us with buckled knees. The words of Jesus, and the shock of real opposition on this earth that you experience on account of that word, is enough to leave any one of us like deer caught in headlights. We don't know what to do. We're caught in the midst of chaos and calamity, and we're confused and overwhelmed and frustrated with others and restless. We've been struck out, thrown down, called out by the word, which exposes your very heart. When I saw him, I fell at his feet as though dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, Do not be afraid. I am the first and the last, the living one. I died, and behold, I am alive forevermore, and I have the keys of death and Hades. Revelation 1.17 The sword of Jesus will be hurled down upon the earth, upon the husbands who are caught up in watching newscasts for hours but do not watch their wives for one minute, who can rattle off diatribes on the state of our culture and the government but cannot tell you one thing their wife has said to them in weeks. The sword comes for you. Your priorities are backwards. Love your wife more than anything else in all creation. Hear your wife's complaints more than you hear that news anchors and find joy in sacrificing your life for her sake. For the children among us, there's a place for TikTok and social media and YouTube, but they are not more important than what your parents do or say. Your parents are the ones whom God has placed over you to care for you and to show you the way who even know the number of hairs on your head. They washed them a hundred times by giving you baths. Know that the sword comes for you too. God's word leaves no heart unscathed. You are to honor 
your father and your mother. See, the word exposes us all, each one of us here, father, mother, husband, wife, sister, brother, widowed, orphaned. We're all sinners who have placed the things of this world above our creator and we're caught up in the confusion and calamity. Not one of us is worthy of him. And when we do stand upon his word, even when the sword comes hurling down upon us and in the earth, you must know that calamity will come and not peace. The word of Jesus will scatter. You will be hated by all for my name's sake. The word of Jesus is in direct opposition to the devil, to your sinful flesh, and to this earth. Do not follow him if you think he will bring you peace in this world. He has not come to hurl peace upon this world, but a sword. And whoever does not take his cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. He's the only one with the authority to make such a claim, for he is the one who lost his life for your sake, nailed to a cross for you. Through him, he reconciled to himself all things, whether on earth or in heaven, by making peace through the blood of his cross. And know for certain that this Jesus, whom the sword of God's judgment fell upon once and for all, he's been raised from the dead, and he lives forever, and he reigns over all things, and he is coming again soon with a sword. I heard a loud voice in heaven saying, Now the salvation and the power and the kingdom of our God and the authority of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brothers has been thrown down, cast, hurled, who accuses you day and night. And they've conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their witness. For they loved not their lives even unto death. Revelation 12.11 You've been purchased and redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. You lost your life in the waters of your baptism, and the life of Jesus covers you from all your sins. And in him, you have indeed been forgiven, set free, and cast out of the darkness and into his marvelous light. And so now, dear saints of Trinity, as the sword of Jesus is hurled upon this earth, for we do not know what tomorrow may bring, stand steadfast in the true faith, Resist the evil one, and do not be overcome by this world, but stand in the grace that you have so freely been given in Christ your Savior, and go. Find any and all who are caught in this wicked storm. Find those who are buckling under the confusion, those who, like deer in headlights, are caught who do not know what to do, or who to trust, or where to find assurance and hope. Those who are harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. To these you must go. And when you find them, give them a cup of cold water. Amen.
Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord. Amen.